You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Are you ready to talk Padres baseball? We've got you covered. Tonight, the homestand continues as the Padres get ready for the first of three at Petco against the Rockies. And our host, Mike Janela, is being joined by Bob Scanlon to talk some baseball. Although, Mike would rather be watching Bob do something else. The amount of money I would pay to watch Bob Scanlon in an alligator wrestling fight. I don't know what that would uh, would be. Also in studio, we've got Jordan Carruth, who freely admits that he'd be the first subscriber to Scanlon Wrestles Alligators. That's my homepage. That's what are you talking about? <laughs> that's, what, that's what opens every up. Every time I open my laptop, it goes straight stuff. to that Come page. Come on now. Now, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the Western Metal Supply Company building, it's Padre Social Hour with your hosts, Mike Janella, Bob Scanlon, and Jordan Carruth. Happy Friday and welcome to Padre Social Hour. I don't think we'll be wrestling any gators here on set tonight. Oh, Guys, we might. You never know. Maybe. Still my homepage. You page. never know. <laughs> we have a whole hour to get to it. Yeah. <laughs> so stick around. You never know when the gators might be coming out. Uh, with Jordan Carruth and Bob Scanlon, Mike Janella here with you. And guys, what the hell happened last night? <laughs> I thought you were going to tell us. I, I, I thought no you had I- all the answers. No idea. I'm still shocked. What, I mean, what, what went on? Have you ever seen a game like that? That was crazy. You know, no. I've, I've been a part of some games like that. I, I was sharing with you before the broadcast that I was in this one right, game, yeah. Jordan, where our team actually scored 10 runs in the first inning, right? Our, our first 10 guys reach base. We, we leave the inning top of the first, winning 10 nothing. Feeling pretty good about ourselves until not? the bottom of the first inning, our pitcher retires the first two guys. Mm-hmm. The next 11 guys reach base. They end up tying the ball game. We end up losing the game like 16 to 14 or something ridiculous like that. So, yeah, I've seen these types of games before, and trust me, they are absolutely no fun to be a part of when you're on the side of the team. Yeah, what was the dugout like after that first inning? (laughs) After the the 10-run lead was gone, what was that It was pretty quiet. Yeah, Yeah, I bet. And plus, you know, like no matter what happens at that point – the, the spread is going to get tossed over by your skipper, right? After the ball the game. game no spread. food. The, food yeah. the, the post-game spread, it's out. Well, you don't deserve it, giving up no, a lead like that. No, you don't deserve anything yeah. like that, no. Uh, we'll get to that game a little bit more here in a sec. We've got a lot going on today. Good show. I think they're all good shows, but I think this one will be really good. Friday night, got a lot going on. Alan Zinter, the hitting coach for the Padres, he stopped by earlier today. I chatted with him, so we'll have that for you. Uh, we also are going to talk about uh, we in sports. A lot of people last night going, you know, royal first person with the Padres in their failings. Also, I've got a bone to pick with the two of you both. Wow. And I'm wow. not going to... We're doing our job. Yeah. I guess so. I'm going to let it just fester and you guys can think <laughs> about it for a while. Really? I'm going to spring it on you at some point today, but it, it's coming, so... What did we do? Yeah. Man, I don't it's, know. Yeah, it's keep thinking. Keep thinking. Uh, join along in the conversation at any point during the show using hashtag PadresSH and jumping on live at Padres.com slash social hour to have the chat that's going on there. Now, I threw out a tweet earlier today, a little game called Pick a Word, and that was on hashtag PadresSH, and I asked the folks to pick uh, one word to describe the game last night. I'm sure that went well. Very well. <laughs> we had enough PG responses to get to them. We're going to get to those in a second, and I want you guys to think about your one word because I have mine. But first, we're going to hear from Andy Green and what he had to say last night, and you're going to see a theme from, uh, from him. Does he have one and maybe word? I think we'll, we'll find one word we can pull okay. from what he had to say. Here's Andy Green. Uh, I, I don't know that I'm having any original thought at that point in time. I mean, it's, it's one of those things that's borderline inexplicable. I mean, you, I've been around baseball a long time. You don't see teams come back from 10. I mean, that's just not something that happens very often. So uh, it was one of those innings or two of those innings, as a matter of fact, where 
we just weren't able to execute pitches. Uh, wasn't where uh, the defense was necessarily failing. They were they were all clean hit. And uh, he ended up going, you know, borderline inexplicable. That's what he, he ended up saying. Uh, and I think inexplicable for him is that, is that one word. Um, so we're going to be uh, scrolling through some of these from the fans throughout the course of today. And I'll point out a few of them of my favorites later on. But, Bob, dip into your SAT vocabulary bag here. <laughs> well, the first one that came to mind was spellbinding because I just I couldn't believe what I was watching. And I just couldn't stop watching as much as I wanted to turn off the T. It's like, no, this is really happening. But the bottom line is I came in with horrific. I mean, from a player's perspective, when you're going through that and you know what's unraveling before you, and the, the roughest part about that whole thing is as it's coming apart, you know there's nothing we can do about it. We're going to try, but you're the next guy up in the pen, and it just becomes <laughs> this horrific feeling of, oh, God, this is really happening, and there's nothing we can do to stop it. Has that become the feeling, you think? It's just, oh, my goodness, no matter what we do out there, yeah, because even if I'm executing, it's single, single, single single keep going and that's what it was unfortunately when, when things right. are going like this the way they have been for the Padres lately it's just one of those things where you're sitting in the bullpen and you see the guys who normally get the job done not getting it done and you're waiting for the phone to ring and it's oh what happened to grind and next. make the next pitch and battle <laughs> you're yeah. just giving up all of a sudden you just there are times as much as you want to deny it as a player you are sitting in the dugout you're sitting in the bullpen wherever it is and you just feel the momentum turn and you just know you are fighting in the face of the baseball gods and it is is going to be almost impossible to turn it around. But you still go out there and you fight the good fight and uh, you do what you can. And, and not win that fight as the case was uh, last night. not, yeah. Jordan. A uh, word I'm going with is unacceptable because I don't think anyone, the, man, the manager especially, you feel bad for Andy Green during that, oh, don't totally. you? You're oh, yeah, watching him. He's like, I have season, to answer this question. We were up by 10. This whole season's like a test to see yeah. when he'll break, I feel like, just with the offense and now this. I mean, well, they're definitely trying. Like, <laughs> they're pushing it. Yeah. Uh, it's unacceptable, you say. I would, yes. And some quotes afterwards in the, in the clubhouse was like, oh, that, that's baseball. Sometimes stuff like this happens. Like, nah, it doesn't really happen very often. So you want more fire out of, that, out of a loss like that? I would want a little bit more responsibility from certain people, yeah. You know, just, a, just devil's advocate on that one. Sure. I'm telling you, behind the scenes, which a, is a, a better, lot more better being here. said. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Be, yeah, yeah. Because you've got to keep a certain persona, a certain aura when you're talking to the press. Because if you just let your emotions come out at that point, there's going to be a lot of problems and a lot of things that you will probably have regretted saying. I'm not saying the fans wouldn't like it and the, the media would love it. The media would eat it up. But we'd have a lot more player, to talk about you are, show. You're actually digesting yourself at that point. You, you still can't believe what's going on. And, Very and so well said. There are but trust me, afterwards, look, I don't sleep that night. I didn't sleep. I'm not sleeping last night if I'm involved in that game yeah. last night. All right? And I'm up all night. I'm ruminating what the heck happened right there. What could I have done different? How did that thing fall apart? Where was the turning point? What can we do different? Uh, so trust me, it's not because now you're forced into changes, and the players know that, right? You're going to have to try something different in the bullpen. Well, sometimes after last night, there's there's probably going to be some some. Changes. I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Andy Green uh, saying that uh, in particular, people talking about Brandon Maurer, and I'll give my word here in a second. Don't think I'm letting oh, myself right. off the hook. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but Andy Green did say that now with Maurer and everyone else, there will be some reevaluations in bullpen roles. Sure. Uh, before the game today, when asked to elaborate, Andy did not name specifics. He said Fernando Rodney's our closer. That's for sure. Beyond that, still some pieces to move around, but wouldn't go into more specifics. But I think, yeah, there's definitely some changes coming. Yep. Uh, my word, kind of a piggybacking off yours, Bob, mine was gobsmacking. 
It's sort of a That's different nice. way to sell spellbinding. There's so many is stats. That a, is that a real word? By it, the way? Is, yeah, it is. It okay. is. Yeah. Gobsmacked. Gobsmacking <laughs> is all. T- I'm glad you called together. him on yeah. it because I was going to. Uh, there were a ton of stats last night that you could take away from that game, and they're all online. We won't spend the whole hour getting into the numbers, but this is the one that caught my eye. Fangraphs in the fifth inning gave the Padres a 99.9% chance of winning that game yesterday. They didn't. I mean gobsmacked. I didn't know what to say, and I get paid to talk, and I had no idea what to say, and it was just, it was incredible. Uh, Some of my favorites, and we ran through a bunch of them here uh, using the hashtag, uh, Michelle Armstrong, lugubrious, which is a fancy way of saying sad or dismal. I think that one applies. These are just the censored ones, I'd imagine. Yeah, we did not have the, uh, (laughs) these are the PG, uh, PG-13 maybe for some, Uh, choke, shameful, uh, conflagration, I should say, Marshall Jordan, a good one. The kept face said Thursday. (laughs) <laughs> I, I mean, call the, it a Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. I mean, the, these fans, man, they're getting, they're getting beat down. Um, is there anyone to blame yesterday besides the bullpen, or no? That's pretty much the culprit for yesterday. Did you see anything, Jordan, that, that caught your eye in that ball game, or Other than the bullpen? Yeah, no, he said other than the, other than the pen. Yeah. Everything no, else, I mean, you're I happy th- with everything I else, think, right? I think what you're trying to go is, like, did Andy Green do something inappropriate anything in terms strategic? of strategic? Yeah. Personally, I didn't think so, and I went back and watched it a second time just so that I could get through the the, the awestruckness of actually witnessing it and going. You back watched that twice. I, Bob I did because I wanted to see. Okay, now knowing what I know, let's go back and take a look and see. You know, is there a point where the uh, and and honestly, when you look at the bullpen and what's available in terms of how much guys have thrown and everything, there wasn't a whole lot left to do. Now, a lot of people are. I shouldn't say a lot. I've heard some people say, "Well, hey, you got to bring Fernando Rodney in at that point." I'm one inning. of those people. When Maurer came in, yeah, Rodney's yeah. pitched so infrequently. He's Rested. He's not pitching three innings for you, though. No, right? I, I, I didn't expect him to close the game, but they, you bring him in then for the high leverage situation, and then you go to Maurer when there's the bases empty in the ninth inning. That's such a fantasy to think that you can just bring guys in whenever you want, and they're going to come in in the high-pressure situation. I've seen teams try it. I've been a part of bullpens that tried that, and every single time it has failed, and it hasn't been because of lack of uh, ability by the guys that they're trying to do it with. They're just trying to be creative. They think they can get the most out of guys. Guys don't perform well in those situations. If the phone had rung and Fernando Rodney had been t- you know, called to get up, he'd been saying, what in the world <laughs> am I getting up in the seventh inning for? Then you've got a situation. To win a game. But it's not going to work that way. He's yeah. going to go and not pitch well, and then you've gained nothing except you've burned him up, put in a, in a situation that he's not comfortable in, and you still have to have somebody else to step up in a situation they're not accustomed to that then close it out maybe for you in the eighth and ninth innings. It, it's a lose-lose situation. Yeah, if this it, was just happening. Just from my experience of having seen guys try to do it, it just doesn't work. If all the singles with the two outs happen in the eighth inning with two outs or later in the game, then maybe bring in Ronnie just to try to stop the bleeding. If you but this happened earlier on right. in the game. This is in the middle of it, five, yeah. six innings. That's a lot to ask out of Fernando Rodney. Agreed. I mean, it's a sabermetrician's thing now. Use your best reliever in the most high level situation. And they've never pitched in a ball game. They've never stood on a mound in the seventh, eighth, or ninth inning. They've Don't never be cliche, I'm Bob. not trying to be cliche. You're being cliche by saying the sabermetric guys say that it's going to work with the numbers. I'm telling you, I've experienced it. I've seen it. It's not that easy just to take a piece and think that you can put that guy into the third inning or the fifth inning or whatever the quote-unquote high-leverage situation is because you've got an 87.2% chance of winning at that point. You've got to take into the human factor. And my experience has been the human factor does not perform well when it doesn't know when it's going to be called upon. Is it because just of habit or, I mean, yeah, because what, just routine? You, you what makes it such a hard obstacle to overcome? You mentally get yourself prepared for your part of the game. So as a long man, I know going into the game, I've prepared two hours ahead of time to be ready to possibly come in the first, second, third, fourth, fifth innings. If I'm not in by that point, I can take a little mental 
breather and prepare myself. Now, if it's an extra inning game, I got to get myself ramped up again for the ninth. When I was closing, I did not, I couldn't sit there for nine innings. Mentally focused, mentally preparing myself to come into the game at a moment's notice. It's just, it was too draining. And I just feel like guys, when they know what their role is, they prepare themselves for it physically and mentally, and they perform better in that job. Even if they don't like that job, Jordan. Even if a guy feels right. like, I should be closing, but right now my job is to pitch the eighth inning. Guys perform better when they know this is what is expected of you. This is when you have to be ready. Yeah, here's a crazy idea. How about you get the, the third out of the inning and you stop the run after single, oh, after crazy single, talk, after no, no, single. No, yeah, how, about, how about you just get that guy? How about you battle on that batter and just finish off one? No, that would make too much sense. It would make way uh, too much no sense. crazy talk here, if, right? if the big inning was in the eighth instead of the seventh, would you have brought Rodney in earlier? Yeah. Would you at least concede no me that? How early yeah, can you bring Rodney in? Look, like you said, he hasn't pitched much lately. I can bring him in to, to pitch the eighth inning and, and get through the ninth. At that point, I had to because by then you've probably burned through your, your sixth, seventh, and eighth inning guys anyway. So I'm going to go for it at that point, two innings. Is, but to ask a guy to go three innings? I'm especially an older player like Fernando Rodney. I'm sorry, it's just going to blow him out. And I don't think he'd been successful in doing it in the first place. All right. It didn't work regardless, so I always go to thinking what else could have happened. That was really the only other option that you could have had. I understand, but you've got to manage Off for the an entire book, you season say. as well. All right. Fair enough. Before it happened, I did. Blooper coming in hot. Sorry, I did ask you, what, what, what would you do here? And you said, I'd bring in Rodney. I said, I wouldn't. And. It obviously didn't work out, but you did say before it happened. Yeah, uh, these are things call? I think, Seth. I don't just come up with them, you know, <laughs> to make Bob angry. I, don't, I never want to make Bob angry. make me angry. This is fun. I like these kind uh, of stuff. A positive shout-out, though. The offense finally waking up last night for yes. naught. Uh, John Jay, uh, nine hits in two games. Only Tony Gwynn has ever done that in Padres history. Uh, and the bats waking up. So what better man to talk to about them than Alan Zinter? He's going to be up when we come back. And I caught up with him earlier, so the guys won't be involved, unfortunately. But take a listen to what he had to say. A lot of good stuff. Before that, enjoy America's favorite pastime with your pooch by your side in a new backyard-inspired setting at Petco Park. The Barkyard, presented by Petco, features six semi-private dog-friendly viewing areas in left center field. Each area accommodates up to four people and two dogs. Pricing starts at $100 for each viewing area. For more info and tickets, visit Padres.com slash Barkyard. When we come back, it's going to be the, the passion dripping off the lips, as Jordan loves to put it, for Alan Zinter on hitting. This is Padres Social Hour. Before every game, get your Padres talk on with us. This is Padres Social Hour. Welcome back to Padres Social Hour here in the AMR studio. And we have a very special guest, one who made quite a number of appearances on Social Hour in spring training. But now we have him here a little bit more domesticated here in the studio. It's hitting coach Alan Zinter. Z, what's up? How you doing? Good to be here. Uh, didn't know that this set was over here in the stadium. Yeah. This Pretty is cool. I thought this was downstairs in your bedroom or something. Uh, I wish. This is yeah. actually nicer than my apartment right now, so well. I may have to spend some time here. Uh, in Peoria, you always used to sneak up behind me. So this is more strategic for me, too, because you can't sneak up from behind. I have to see you coming right. when you're here on yeah. the show. You're so. very lucky because if you were in my way coming from the cage, I'd, I'd be here a lot more. But, uh, yeah, it's good to be here. Uh, but we like having you around here, so come on down whenever you can. I know all it's right. a far walk out to left field, but you're welcome anytime. All Always right. a friend of the show. Um, all right, we're going to get to – this is, you know, your first uh, – real go-round as the head guy in the hitting spot in the major leagues. We'll talk about that so far and some specific guys. But first, can't get away without asking you about last night. Uh, the offense obviously did their part, and they were great. But take us inside the clubhouse in general afterward. What was the temperature, the mood like after you guys were had to go through what you went through? Well, obviously, I mean, uh, very disappointed in, in the results of the game last night after, after doing what we did throughout the game. And, uh, 
you know, going, you know, having to lose that game and, and, and not come away with a win was, you know, you know, you're very disappointed. So yeah, we were we were down a little bit, uh, obviously, but uh, you know, like, you know, the pitching's been great all year, and uh, you know, we haven't been as consistent as we wanted to be. So you know, just because we hit yesterday a lot and our, our pitchers couldn't hold them down doesn't mean that uh, we start, you know, breaking apart or anything like that. We win together, we lose together, and uh, we're gonna put it together here pretty soon. Now, one of the big things we talked about in spring training was your unique approach to your job, that being uh, the mental part of it and the emotional part of it and more than just mechanics and stuff. So how do you get to the team that message to sort of flush it out a game like yesterday and to deal with that adversity? You, as much as anyone, knows what it's like to overcome hurdles and obstacles. That was a pretty big one yesterday. How do you move past that? you got to turn the page, and that's what we talk about, you know, in spring training when there's nothing on the line. We talk about how, you know, we got to be able to push aside turn the page good days bad days so yesterday being a good day offensively not a great day you know uh, defensively uh, we got to turn the page we you know just because we're, we did well yesterday we can't rest on those laurels on the, at the plate we got to really focus so it's just hey yesterday was yesterday it's another day there's a lot of games ahead of us we got to get going now let's talk about some of those laurels for a little bit because this was a team that's had its ups and downs the shutouts to start the year some more dips but now the last week you've got I looked the stat up earlier uh, in the last week, seven guys hitting 333 or better and guys that have played in at least five games. So that's a pretty good sample size. What's working now that wasn't at the beginning of the year or in some of those valleys <laughs> during the season? I, I think guys are just settling in a little bit and, and the consistent message that we're, we're giving them to, to get a good pitch and, and, and keep going and move on and, and, and not, you know, not look for excuses or complain. Just keep moving forward, keep moving forward and, and basically just continue to get a good pitch. So... Guys are settling in. Their averages aren't moving as much. Uh, they're just feeling more comfortable, and, and they're starting to understand and, 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 and compete day in, day out. Did you expect some of that susceptibility uh, coming out of spring training, or did some of those rough patches surprise you from this group that you're working no, with? No, I, I mean, every year it's, it just seems no matter who you're working with, uh, there are going to be rough patches. It just seems that ours all happened at the very beginning. So it's not out of the ordinary for that to happen, but when it happens at the beginning, it just it catches everybody's attention. So we need to we need to hopefully get a little bit more consistent, ride this out, and and have three or four guys a day that are are giving good at bats, not just everybody at once and then nobody at once. You know what I mean? We got to we got to maintain a couple guys here, a couple guys there, three or four. So at some given time, somebody's hot. That's the, the idea with baseball, right? You yeah. have the eight guys or the nine guys, and, yeah, you, you don't want to be winning every game 20 to 2 and then having that switch turn off. It's nice to have the, the staggered kind of success. Right. But the last couple nights from your side, at least, has been, has been great to see. Yeah, it's been really nice to see these guys have some really good ABs. Uh, Dino to get back going. Uh, uh, you know, he's been working really hard, and, 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 and he's struggling, you know, a little bit, trying to get that average over two, uh, 200. But, you know, you can see him – starting to relax, and he's having really good ABs. These guys have been working hard, uh, and it's starting to show. Let's go through some of these guys in specific, and we'll talk about uh, Derek Norris. I mean, this, this slump has basically been all season long until recently. What have you particularly with him been working on? Where have his problem points been? What's the reason for the lack of production to start the year? Well, I think, you know, in the beginning he got off uh, where he hit some balls hard. He didn't get the hits that he might have usually gotten. And uh, he added a little pressure on himself. So it was uh, not mechanic-based. Uh, we were working on some mechanics with some timing, some stuff like that, and some stuff with his uh, slot in the, in the bat path. But mainly it was his approach and him just trying to, to, to do too much and, and press on and, and try to 
he was expanding the zone a little bit too much, and so we got to reel him back. And you know, it's a, it's a it's a tough situation when you're going through it. Let's talk uh, Matt Kemp now. Obviously, another big bat, another big name. Uh, he and Norris were kind of guys that we thought would be sort of that one-two punch in the middle of the order for that pop. And his power has still been there, Matt. The home runs are here, and they weren't last year. But everything else, the on-base, the other hits, seem to have dried up a little bit in May. With a guy like that who's been around the block, what are you working on with him to try and get him back to the caliber of bat he has the potential to be? You know, well, Matt's such a good player. Um, he's really trying to, to, to put the team on his shoulders and, and go. And we need him to... to, to not try so hard, you know. So he's 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 getting it's out of hard his. Hard to do. It's for hard a guy to do. Like him, yeah, though. he wants to do that, and he's capable of carrying teams for months at a time. So uh, he's you know he's he's having some production. Uh, the consistency is not where he would like it to be. Uh, he's coming out of his legs a little bit, uh, and he's susceptible to the off-speed pitch right now. Uh, but he's really working on it. Uh, he had some good abs yesterday, so hopefully that carries over. What about some of these success stories? John Jay, a career night last night. He's been on fire lately. Will Myers, finally healthy. We're seeing what he can do. Maybe a little more consistency issues for him to work on. But who have you been happiest with so far, moving away from the guys that have been struggling the most? Well, I, I'm, I'm, I've been pleased with, uh, with Melvin. Uh, he's been showing, uh, you know, he's throughout the whole year, uh, he's given some good at-bats. Uh, he's had some little struggles there, as, of anybody, as anybody will. But he's really put in a, a lot of effort. He's made some great changes uh, mechanically, and he's uh, mentally uh, stable and in a good spot. And he's continuing. And and, and Will is, uh, you know, he's he had that nice run at the beginning, and he's starting to, to get hot again. So there's there's ups and downs with everybody. It's hard. It's amazing. You think the nine guys or the twelve guys that play that they would all get hot at once, but even uh, you know yesterday there's somebody that's like you know that's not doing well. So all these guys, uh, it's never this hot at all at once. But, you know, it's a, it's a great – baseball is awesome. It's just so fun to be around in these guys in, in their ups and downs. And to be able to uh, to walk with them through the fire uh, each and every day, that's, that's what's awesome. Last question for you, Z. This is your first go-round as the main guy in the hitting coach position. What's uh, – outside of the actual product in the field – how has it been for you so far, the time commitments and the player commitments and just having this new responsibility for you? How, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I mean, this is what I, everything I've always wanted to do after being, you know, being a player. So I love this. Uh, being in here in San Diego is a great place. Uh, the, the, the guys are great. The front office people are great. I'm really enjoying my experiences you know, here, and, and I'm learning a lot. You know, it's great to, to have my first go-around with a guy with Mark McGuire as our bench coach. Yeah. To be able to lean on him, then I have Casey Myers who's helping me in the cage as my assistant. I mean, these guys are good, and Eddie Rodriguez is teaching me a lot. So I'm learning a lot. I'm on, you know, on the on the job training, my first go around here as the head guy. But you know, I'm loving it. You know, uh, the wins and losses. You know, we can't really control that. We're going to go out there and and try to change this culture, and, and we keep pushing. And so uh, there's going to be some good things happening here in San Diego. Uh, it, you know, we wish it was happening a little bit faster. But you know what? There's still a lot of season left, and we're not giving up. All the great people. You forgot to mention the great talk show hosts. I there mean, I haven't, Mike earned, I haven't earned that yet. There all you right. go. Awesome. Hey, I love your tweets. I appreciate yeah. it. Thank you. From all around the world. You know, it seems like you're, you're, you're driving across country with your dad. You're doing all these <laughs> stuff. Like, I, 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 you give me a little chuckle. Finally, someone who appreciates go. a good Twitter account. Thank you. Let's get this guy back more often. I, right. I like the sound of that. Sounds good. Alan Zinter, thank you very much, and continued best of luck. May the bats keep scorching the way they have been. All right. Thank you.
New in 2016, fans can purchase 50-50 raffle tickets for a chance to win 50% of the raffle jackpot at each Padres home game. The remaining 50% will support the Padres Foundation. Tickets can be purchased at various locations throughout Petco Park. Tickets are 3 for $5, 10 for 10 or 40 for 20 Buy during your next trip to Petco Park for your chance to win big. You're watching Padres Social Hour. We'll be back right after this. From analysis of what's happening on the field with your Padres to insights on everything MLB, we've got it right here. This is Padres Social Hour. Welcome back to Padres Social Hour. We're back live now. That was Alan Zinter who stopped by earlier this afternoon to chat. I love Big Z, man. He was one of my teammates my last year of playing pro Really? Ball. I didn't yeah, know that. He was, he was my catcher. Yeah, he was great. No man. kidding. I love working with Z. Yeah. Hey, do you have that ice bag, by the way, Jordan? Yes. The ice bag that we can ice his arm down after he, he hurt his rotator cuff patting himself on <laughs> well, the back. Of, I how about the greatest uh, host, host ever? ever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we're I did not say greatest host ever. <laughs> That's I what said. I heard. Greatest I heard you say the greatest San Diego ever, maybe? Insane. You guys are yeah. ridiculous. Um, no. <laughs> I, I, what am I going to do? I've got to hype myself up because you guys certainly aren't doing it. Wow. So. That's well, not even a humble brag. It's because right you don't even include us on these interviews. You, you get the exclusive yeah. with Zinter. Maybe if you showed up if you showed up early enough for these shows. Looper made sure we got here an hour early today. Huh? We beat yeah, Janelle. Before we both came on the us. air, yeah. these guys both showed up uh, inexplicably <laughs> early for no reason in particular. Janelle's like, oh, we have a correct. show? I made the correct schedule at the correct times. This is not on me. This is not a blame. Yeah. Blue I show blue up. These you guys know? are just sitting here like, what are we going to do today? Yeah, like, you you <laughs> find out who cares in yeah. those situations. Right? I'm shocked. Night for the boys yesterday. Evidently Who's here do. to try to pick the boys up early we were the You first guys were here ready to rock and roll. So was Blooper. You know who's here right now is Padres Geekster. Saying hi, who's uh, been Thanks a, a coming out. great yeah, Twitter Woo! friend of ours. And she just <laughs> tweeted out that, uh, FYI, when donuts are not in the house, these guys are not starving with the picture of the food. That's not for us. That's <laughs> not for us. I don't want people to think that we're pampered and glory, yeah, glorified here. No. And there is some guacamole over there, which Mike Janela refused to have when we had the mock barbecues. What? Yeah, we were talking about barbecues. We had a Memorial Day barbecued fantasy drive. You don't like yes. avocados? Or I love guacamole. Uh, I love it. He didn't want to have anything to do with but it. But for a barbecue, that was Chris Ello's first round pick for a barbecue. Hot dogs were on the board, hamburgers, beer, potato salad. He picks guacamole first. That was one of his Come on. <laughs> you got to have the appetizer, right? I can see yellow. Just a big bowl of guac right. and then a big bowl of chips and just right. for like eight <laughs> hours. And then the, chips, the chips are done and he's just He's like, can I take this hand. couch? Can I take your couch and bring it home? And it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, he's back on the show tomorrow, I think. We can ask nice. him about it. Um, all Look right. forward to that tie that he's going to be wearing. It's, you know it's coming. You know yeah. it's going to be a tie. He's ha- had not missed a tie on a show yet this year. And you can use it as a napkin. Um, when you, yeah, that's a good point. Don't look under the tie. Perfect, yeah, yeah perfect. Um, all right, I'm going to put you guys now on the Cholula hot seat. Like we haven't been all day already? Yeah, no kidding. No, all, this, all this heat you're throwing my way. I'm Fernando Rodney in the fifth inning. Back to you. It was the seventh inning. Whatever. With two outs in the seventh. Like, come on. Um, <laughs> actually, and at the very end of that talk with Alan Zinter, I talked about, or he talked about my Twitter account, how much he loves it. And this is the bone I want to pick with you Get guys. That ice, where's that ice bag? Yeah. Where's the ice bag? Yeah, it's yeah, a great so follow. I need two ice bags. But now. you guys wouldn't know because neither of you follow me. That's the bone I have to pick. I follow <laughs> you both. I retweet. I tag. And you guys show me absolutely no oh reciprocal following love. I'm going to follow you right now on television. Thank you. Jordan. Check. See, yes. Jordan's taking some action. Bob, I'm pretty sure you don't. I can't, I wait. I can't wait to unfollow this when the show's over. Yeah. <laughs> He's doing it just now for the You've next, been followed uh, until the, the show's over. 29 followed. minutes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, that's partly the Cholula hot seat. But the, the larger question I wanted to ask you guys. So as I'm going through the Twitter last night and watching the game, some fans can't believe we're blowing this. Can't believe we can't get the second out. Other fans can't believe the Padres are at it again. Can't believe the Padres can't get the second out. So I was thinking... 
the, a discussion as old as time in sports, the whole fans using we thing. Some people think it's great. You pay money to go see the games and the tickets. You're part of the franchise. You buy the jerseys. Other people say, like Bob to me all the time, you never step on the mound. You don't go out there and play. You know, it's not a we thing. People argue it both ways. Where do you guys sit on this? And let's start with the former big league athlete. Yeah, I want the player's opinion. I love it. I love it. As a player, when I was signing autographs or doing something and fans say, we've, we've had such a great season, we've been playing so well, whatever it may be, I feel like they're on board with us. I love when fans feel like they're a part of the organization, they're a part of the team. They live and die with you. That, that's part of what made it fun to come to the ballpark every day and know that whatever's happening, yeah, and you want to bring a win, right? right? I mean, not just for yourself, but for the city that's on the front of your chest and for the fans that come out and support you. Where I had had trouble is when I was doing some broadcasting. Like now, when we're talking about, you know, we're having some struggles. I think broadcasters have to be careful about uh, stepping across that line. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, But as far as the fans go, I love it. In fact, in winter ball, what I noticed is that when you ask fans who they like, they don't just say, I'm a fan of Escojito or I'm a fan of Lise. It's yo soy Escojito. I am Escojito. They really take a personal attachment to it, and I love that. Yeah, they, they, they take on the whole team. Yeah. And it's everything. Of course, that's what you want. As, as being a fan, you're a fanatic. You want as much access as possible. You're paying to go to games. You're paying to watch games. You're buying merchandise. You're going to the Padres store. I mean, yeah. it's, all, it's all part of it. I, I, grew up, I grew up in San Diego. I said we for Padres. I said we for Chargers. I said we for all of that. Yeah. Now you bring up, once you get into broadcasting and working in working radio during the day, I've, I've really had to train myself to don't use we. It, right. It's the Padres. It's the Chargers. And that was something I had to learn a little bit. Like five, six years ago, but yeah, I, if fans can't say we, what's the point? Yeah. I've always, I find, I, I've, I find myself half and half, as I often do, sitting on the fence. Uh, it, it, the way you set it up, aside, Janella, let's the go. way you set it up, I think this is where you're headed. You're either going to say, if, if, you're, if you're saying we, say it at the bad times, but also say it at the good times too. Well, that for sure, that wasn't where I was going, but yeah, definitely. Okay. You can't just cut out when the times get yeah. tough. Don't call yeah. it the Padres last night during the game, and then right. if things get really good and yeah. things get going, It go, wasn't we, we game one against the Mariners, and then them last night. No, you're okay. either one or the other. I find myself saying we, uh, for college sports, so like for Syracuse, and I went there, I dedicated four years of tuition and time and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then for national stuff, like – you know, uh, Team USA in the Olympics or like in Copa America or uh, as my dual citizenship allows me to for Portugal, like when that soccer team plays. That I find because it's a national thing, a citizenship thing, I can get into that. But for whatever reason, since I was a kid, for like professional sports teams, I've never been able to get on the Wii thing. It's always felt distance. Like those are the guys doing it, maybe because of uh, the money involved and guys changing teams all the time. I don't know. Well, what were the pro teams that you rooted for then? Like what was it just because they were the certain teams you were rooting for growing up or what's the reason that you were hesitant? I mean, I grew up in the New York area. I grew up rooting for the Mets and the Knicks and the Rangers and maybe they didn't have the best success, but I don't think that precluded me from. But that wasn't the reason why. If you're a taxpayer and you've paid money to build this stadium, I think you have a right to say we. That's a very good point. Yeah, that's that's very topical. That's very topical. Blooper, any take on this? I'm big on the Wii. Big on the Wii. Yeah, I, don't all thi- Wii. I don't think of a team as like players or them. It's the city. that uh, It's more about the city. I live in the city. I lived in Buffalo. That's us. That's all of us. We, San Diego, we. Yeah. All right. I like it. It's, well, it's good for you. Yeah, you're doing trust. it for the logo, not the, not the exactly. name on the back. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's the jersey or the laundry you're rooting for, as Jerry Seinfeld uh, once said famously. Uh, let us know. Use hashtag PadresSH. Are you a we fan or a, a they fan, no matter when the times are good or bad? And uh, we'll see what the folks have to say when we come back. You guys, uh, you did okay on the Cholula hot seat. Follow me on Twitter. That's all I'm asking. I already did. 
I'm going to verify now when we Look go to Look it up. Do it right, right now. I will. Bob, a different story. He's going to be like, yeah, I'll do it later. Do it later. He's and got 125,000 followers, and he's going to go through all of them. I know. Sure I wait. I'm not even at 1,000 yet. I'm trying to get to a K soon. i got big milestones coming up, guys, and you're not helping. That's all I'm asking. Doesn't San Diego's best talk Tell show Alan Zinter right to promote it on his Twitter yeah, account. Zinter should. will take care of I you. I should. Uncapped Real Flavor with Cholula Hot Sauce, the hot sauce with the iconic wooden cap, and the official hot sauce of the San Diego Padres. We're back. We'll see how many Twitter followers I get in the next couple minutes. <laughs> Thanks to you, hopefully, Jordan. We're back with more Padres Social Hour. You're about right to lose this. one. <laughs> From analysis of what's happening on the field with your Padres to insights on everything MLB, we've got it right here. This is Padres Social Hour. Welcome back here to Padres Social Hour. It's a new team in town tonight, the Rockies. All right, here at Petco, it's a 741st pitch. Drew Pomeranz against Chris Russin. That's how you say his name, right? Yeah. I do so much research on who follows me. Come on, on the you're the on greatest Twitter, host right? ever. Yeah. Let's get this. <laughs> I like being inclusive. That's why I throw you guys these informative things to get involved. Um, we're having the conversation uh, last segment about we or they as a fan for a team. A couple folks tweeting in. Uh, 3BZ saying, has to be we regarding the team you support. Stand with them, be a true fan, or stand outside. Uh, Ad hoc underscore pie says, we is a fan's entitlement. Emotional investment especially. No fans. No games. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if they're not coming out here to see it, then this whole structure just falls True. apart, doesn't it? Yeah, as far as the broadcasting thing goes also, my, my boy Teddy Leitner, my Padres. My Padres. <laughs> so That's he different. He, that gets, he gets a pass. He gets a pass. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, uh, Hawk Teddy, Harrelson, yeah. too, like in Chicago, it's very much you always get either the Homer, quote-unquote, broadcasters and some guys that are more uh, down the road. But, right. yeah, I mean, you see it. You do see it all over the place. Yep. Randy Jones, when he comes on this chair, let's go get a win tonight. You know, it, it's us. It's we. He's yep. in there. He's involved. Um, we were t- I mentioned very briefly about the sort of national team stuff and how America is in this Copa America that's starting uh, tonight. It started right now. They kicked off, right? And Jordan, a big soccer fan, is just itching for this show to be over. So what are you talking know, about? So he can I go watch being here. So he I want to be here. Watch the game. Um, and that it got IFB's me thinking. He's piping that game into his IFB right now. Yeah, he's not now. listening yeah, to no. Blooper in his no. ear. He's no. listening <laughs> to his live commentary. <laughs> Blooper hooked uh, it up. Up at Santa Clara. Um, but uh, it's, it's a great time for sports right now. The NBA Finals, Stanley Cup Finals, Copa America, the Euro Championships coming up. And I got to thinking, as I tend to do when a lot of this stuff happens at once, where would I most want to be if I was a fan with nothing else to do? So expanding it to the whole sports universe, question for you guys, I give you two tickets, all expenses included. You get there, you can take whoever you want to any sporting event in the world, one day only. So you can't say, like, what? the Olympics, and you go for all 16 days to everything. Why not? You're at one Is thing. Is a front row seat, by the way? Yeah, where are we sitting? Yeah, be- your, your choice. Best seats in the really? house for okay. whatever What about it is. food? Yes, I'll, I'll feed you, Jordan. Okay, yeah. just asking. Where do you go? Uh, mine's easy. I You'd know go to I'm a soccer match. Yeah, I'd go to the World, World Cup, World Cup final. Yeah, Absolutely. That's where I would go. Okay. Yeah. But I can't go there for, like, the whole tournament. I can't go, like, to Brazil for a month. And I don't have that you're, much like, in the bank my, no. <laughs> buying my food and drink and vacation. And <laughs> that's what I'm going for. Pushing it a little he, bit he says he follows me on Twitter wants me to be a sugar daddy now. I yeah. don't like how this relationship is blown. So what's the point of following <laughs> you then? <laughs> it's a World Cup final. He's got a price. You're finding out what his price Evidently, is. Evidently, it's a high one. How you asked for this. I'm torn. I'd love to either go to a prize fight like the Muhammad Ali, Sonny Liston fight, you know, some great fight where I'm sitting in the front row and these guys are duking it out and That's the sweat's flying on me. That would be fun. I don't know that there's anybody in the boxing world that I'd love to go see right now. So if that being the case, this is going to sound weird, but I've, I've always loved hockey. To go to the seventh, you know, the, the final game of the Stanley Cup and, and watch that, especially if it was in a place like Chicago or some just amazing uh, 
you know, hockey town. Hockey's that one sport. You I go in person, it. It's it is. It's not a bad incredible. seat in the house. You're there. It's just it's energy the entire time. People are standing on their feet the whole time. So and that, that'd be fun. It's an environment because you feel the cold. Like, you yeah, feel the exactly. ice wherever you're, you're sitting. You know so, you're at yeah. a hockey game. Yeah. yeah. Now, my, my reason for not choosing something like a World Cup final, as someone who's been to a World Cup, not to, you know. Did you, you watch yeah. Portugal? Well, uh, yeah, right. I've, I've been to the I went to the Euro in 2012 and the World Cup last year. Who were you rooting time. for with Portu- Portugal USA? I got so much crap while I was there. I did the split <laughs> like uh, half, half wardrobe. Half, really? Yeah, <laughs> and I got it from both sides. That you you got you got to pick that's a side. That's how he rolls though. He's always on the fence, right? Oh, that's I mean, what a good what, host what does. Yeah. You know, okay. you can see both you sides. You are a of split it. jersey. Do you uh, still? No, have no, no. I wore like my Portugal jersey with an American flag over it, and then like different accessories, not a split jersey. Face paint. Honestly, when it comes to soccer, it's Portugal first, just because they were always good as a kid and America sucked until recently. So what'd you choose? What's that? What are you choosing? So I'm choosing the reason for like a World Cup final or a Super Bowl or something like that. I don't like neutral site things. I like being, if I'm going to be somewhere, I want to be with the home crowd, get that passion. I like a game seven. I'd probably pick game seven of a World Series uh, because that's, I just like the fact that things go well, the the fans can get to it. You watch a Super Bowl or like March Madness, the finals, it just seems so corporate and kind of sterile. And uh, it's great to be there for the spectacle, but I'd want to be there where the fans are really have the potential to get into it. So I'd pick Game 7 of a World Series. Yeah, I got Stanley Cup. You got World Series. I got World Cup. And he's, he's out in the middle of who knows He's where. sending me on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> You're just jealous. That's true. Uh, a couple tweets coming in here. Uh, Dallas Piscopo, uh, last night was definitely a they night, but have hopes for a we night tonight. No, 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 no. We already established the rules. If you're going to be a we fan, you've got to be we when you're good or you're bad. And then uh, Ghost of Ray Kroc tweeting in, uh, confirmed. He took a screenshot that Jordan Carruth now follows me. So Boom. There we go. We're now on good terms. Now I just need a now screenshot. Get, now get your tickets. Right? Yeah, I need Can't a screenshot through. of the, uh, the airline pass that's yeah. going to take me to the next uh, World Cup. Nice. We will work on that. Yes, yeah. we will. <laughs> if when they figure out where the next World Cup's going to be, who knows if that but gets moved. in San Diego, you're on board, right? He's going to uh, 100%. That, yeah. Then I'll make it happen for you. <laughs> oh, uh, Blooper, where would you go? No doubt. Game seven of the World Series. Not even a question. I thought it was a no-doubt concert you were saying at first. <laughs> no-doubt <laughs> no concert. Over the original no Gwen Stefani is what I want to see. No, uh, hopefully series. Blooper doesn't think he's getting my second ticket to game seven of the World Series. We'd have so That's much it. fun. <laughs> we, go to, we go to baseball games together now. That's, That's what we true. Do. We went to the Angels-Tigers game the last couple uh, Does Blooper follow you on Twitter? He does, yeah. And I follow him. It's a I symbiotic like relationship. Work thing. <laughs> yeah, they like <laughs> mandate right? Yeah. yeah. Um, hey, guys, coming here June 7th, it's Zombie Day here at Petco Park. Zombies are descending here for Zombie Day on Tuesday, June 7th. Spur- purchase a special theme game ticket package to catch the game against the Braves at 710 and get a limited edition Padres-themed zombie bobblehead. Tickets at Padres.com slash theme games. And we have an early look at the zombie bobblehead. Here he is. He's got his nice SD logo hoodie. The head does bobble, and he's got a little change-up grip. Does that look like a change to you, Bob? Yeah, he's got a little uh, – well, he only has four fingers, so <laughs> I, I guess he's got some – Well, he had a Mordecai head. Brown, three-finger yeah. Brown, so now we have four-fingers on. he's not left-handed, man. He could challenge uh, the lefty Yeah, right we got here. a nice ace and a number two yeah, in the rotation here absolutely. between Must RJ really change his spin rate, I'm sure, right? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, let's get StatCast on the zombie change-up and <laughs> yeah. see what they have to say. He doesn't feel this position about that. Well. Uh, that's <laughs> <laughs> Very slow covering bunts at yeah. uh, the zombie shuffle. We're back with more Padres Social Hour. Don't go far. We're talking Padres all season long. This is Padres Social Hour, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the team store. Welcome back here to Padres Social Hour. I've been covering a lot of ground tonight. It's been a fun show. And uh, we were actually just talking here off air, and Blooper mentioned something that got me thinking. I just put a little, a little bow on the conversation we had about where you'd want to be for a big sporting event. 
as a fan, would you rather be, like, say your team was in the Super Bowl or in the World Cup Final, would you rather be there in person or just, like, at a sports bar with other fans or watching at home in the, in the peace and comfort of your own home? Where would you want to watch? Yeah. Say, like, a Padres fan, Game 7 of the World Series. Do you want to be at Petco or do you want to okay, be so last in World your own Cup, environment? Last World Cup, I watched here at Petco Park because they put the game up on the big screen in the park in the park. And it, that's a good question because it was a lot of fun just not being at the game, but you're still surrounded by thousands and thousands and thousands of people all cheering it on, all watching on a big screen. That's a good question. I don't know. I'd, I think I'd almost rather be in the scene where you can kind of just like run around, enjoy it, have fun, and you're with just a big group and you're not stuck in a stadium. Yeah, I, I want to be in the stadium. I want to be at the event. I want to see it going on. I want to have my peanuts and my beer watching the World Series happen or whatever it may be. Uh, yeah, I, I want to be at the event because you get a different energy actually being in there and, and seeing the guys celebrating. And uh, I, I want to be at the, cr at the scene of the crime. Yeah. It would depend from, I mean, I'm usually an optimistic guy, but the fatalist uh, attitude comes out that, you know, if they lose that game seven, that oh, big God, game, and I'm there in there. person, no, no, ah, that's the that, I, I already, I'm thinking of the negative. No, 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 you're there to win. And you're there oh. to cheer your team on. Yeah, you can't think that way. The team's already lost and at that point. And when they do win, you've ah. actually had a part of it. You're cheering. Then you can say we as yeah. a fan. absolutely. Oh, then you're totally in. All right, in then you're totally in. Blooper, yeah. thoughts? Game seven on the road, I'd rather be in San Diego for Padres World Series. Game seven at home, I'd rather be here. Yeah, like if the U.S. win the no, World that makes Cup sense, ever, yeah. like I don't want to be See, in a I'm different country. I'm still against you guys. I'd rather be there, the only guy in my Padres uniform against everybody else. Really? In your face. Do it, boys. Black, with black guys home. for Bob yeah. as he leaves That's the stadium. Right. I want to be with a million San Diego's in downtown San Diego going nuts. All right, yeah, no, I mean, if it's, if it's a road versus home thing, definitely. I wouldn't want to be on the road. But then the other way, I don't know. I still gotta, I'll think about it. We'll, we'll revisit this at some point in the future. They're all good options. They are, yes. Good problems to have. Let's get to tonight's lineup, and it's presented by United Airlines, proud partner of the San Diego Padres. Same lineup as the last two nights, and why not? Uh, the team scoring 12-plus uh, runs in back-to-back -back games for, the, I think, the first time ever in franchise history. Is that the right stat? Uh, the only change is that Drew Pomeranz is now pitching, of course. Takes us now to the Supercuts head-to-head challenge, and... Jordan Carruth, you're our only hope because Blooper is running unchecked. Another win last night. He's now up 28-17, his oh biggest gosh. lead of the year, 11 points. 11? 11. How would, the bleeding. Come how, on, how would anyone catch up from 11? Mm. Has that ever been done? Wow, oh. nice. Here at this ballpark. I see what you the did The couch there. has wow. a chance. The couch, that's what I'm saying. The couch, the couch has, has a chance. chance. Couch Especially with you, uh, Ben Higgins has the best record against Blooper this year. He's 5-2, and two, but you're right behind at 3-3. Three and three. Everyone else is below 500, including 0-1 Scanlon I'm here. 500 yeah. and in second place? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, imagine that. Yeah. So, All right, that's uh, why Blooper's up 11. Exactly. The first pick tonight does go to you as well, Jordan. So who are you taking? Um, we don't want to include Scanlon on this. I feel like you've only had one chance. Do you want to get in on oh, this? Oh, it was no a help. dismal chance. You don't want my help Who, right What was now. yours? I went with Cesar Vargas the night he gave up seven earned runs and an inning and a third. And then they're like, couch, that is, was my <laughs> couch yeah. never had you back? I was done. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm hoping John Jay carries over what he did yesterday. So I'm going to go ahead and go with John Jay. All right. John Jay for Jordan. That's a lot of Jays. And uh, Blooper, how about you? I'm going to third night in a row. Will Myers. Will Myers going for the hat trick. He's won you twice now, back-to-back so. -back nights. So uh, that's a good, good strategy for you. All right, that's uh, the Supercuts head-to-head challenge. Jordan trying to help uh, cut this lead down. Every point Who did counts. the couch take last night? Uh, last know? night was Kemp. 
Uh, no, Ramirez. Alexa, Alexa Ramirez last okay. night against Will Myers. It was Kemp the night before against Will Myers. And now we'll see how John Jay does against Will Myers shortly. At Supercut Day, pay attention to every detail. The cut, the lines, the hot towel finish so you can feel sharp, clean, and ready to go. Find the Supercuts near you at Supercuts.com. We're headed to the finish line on this edition of Padres Social Hour. Get ready for every Padres game with us. Coming to you from inside the team store at Petco Park, this is Padres Social Hour. Welcome back. We're heading to the end here of this edition of Padres Social Hour. Tomorrow, we're back at 5.30 with Randy Jones and Chris Ello. It's Bitmoji Day at the park tomorrow. Oh. And I've been told there are some Bitmojis made of us, uh, th those of us that will be on the show tomorrow. And uh, I'm scared to see what mine looks like. It's being held as a surprise. <laughs> But uh, I'm very, I'm very frightened. I'm so excited. Uh, and Blooper's seen it, so <laughs> I, I'm, I'm scared. I've seen um, it as well. You should be scared. Oh, that's not good. Um, you hey, shouldn't sleep well tonight. <laughs> well, uh, we'll see uh, when we get there. Hopefully this game gives me, you know, last night was a, a lose sleep kind of game. Hopefully yeah. tonight, a uh, better story. Hey, good news today uh, from the All-Star Game announcing, and a big shout-out to them, Trevor Hoffman and Moises Alou, named as the managers for this year's Futures game. Trevor will be managing the U.S. side and Moises the world side. I mean, that's pretty cool. Uh, both guys, and they were, did a little conference call today, and both saying it's just awesome to work with the young guys and talented young guys, too, and really bringing all this, uh, this world of baseball, the future of baseball, pretty much here to, to Petco, and the two of them two being able to Two great baseball men, yeah. And, and what's it. really fun is Moises, obviously the general manager for Escojito, the winter ball team down in Dominican Republic that wins it like the last four of the last six years or something like that. So, and I thought he actually might be a managerial candidate this offseason when a lot of the seats were opening up. Uh, so a couple of guys that can actually handle a ball club. Superstars. Yeah, Trevor Hoffman, the manager? What? Yeah. How about that? Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What, what, well, is, what does he say to the, to the relief pitcher in that game, like in the eighth <laughs> or ninth inning? Like, Here's like, what I do. Um, awesome. So that's, uh, that's going to be, yeah, All-Star Week, which, I mean, that's one of the cool things now, that the Futures game. I love it. Just adding that extra little, little punch to that whole week. Yep. All right, well, thanks, guys. And, Jordan, thanks for the Twitter follow. Yeah. Hopefully it lasts longer than the next 15 seconds. It's about to disappear. <laughs> Bob, appreciate it as well. Again, we're back on tomorrow, 530, with Randy Jones and Chris Ello. Meanwhile, it's game one, Padres and Rockies coming up. Thanks for watching Padres Social Hour. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team.